Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process from design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side by side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com. Well, welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. Our podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios. Of course, we use Rugged Radios on all of our shoots. They provide clear communication. We can talk vehicle to vehicle. And of course, we can stream our favorite music while out on the ride. That's one of the best things. We use the comms everywhere we go, desert rides, mountains, you name it. Rugged Radios keeps us connected Honestly, we couldn't do our job without Rugged Radios. We use them to let people know where we're going on the trail and for all those great pieces of video you see on the show. Rugged Radios, the authority in communications. Now, I realize we're in the middle of winter right now, so I thought the best thing that I could do was to bring on some friends that live in a much warmer climate down in Baja, California. And joining us today are Kirk Russell from Captain Baja Adventures and Tom Zamershu from North Bend Power Sports. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great. Good morning. <laughs> now, we were just with Kirk and Tom and a bunch of other friends of theirs from North Bend Power Sports filming down in Baja just a few weeks ago. And I thought, you know what? We should have you guys on the podcast, talk about what you do, and then get people excited about the episode, which is currently being edited and will be airing here coming up in April. So, uh, Kirk, you are the man who runs Captain Baja Adventures. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what Captain Baja Adventures is. I'm um, sure. So I've been a motorcycle person all my life and uh, was uh, introduced to Baja from my father that uh, started traveling down there you know, 45 years ago and, and fell in love with Baja myself. And me and my girl, Jay, we moved down there 10 years ago and started Captain Baja Adventure Tours. Uh, mostly started off with the motorcycles and um, has led to high desire to bring uh, other people that uh, don't ride dirt bikes and the rough terrain that we have down there. And so it's led us into uh, razoring with the Polaris machines uh, all around Baja. And so we've been doing that a couple years now. And we specialize in multi-day trips that are all-inclusive. So, I mean, don't have to worry about anything. We pick you up from the airport bring it to where we, uh, where we located in uh, Los Barriles and take off from there for our adventure for anywhere from three to, uh, just finished a six day trip and show you, show you what Baja has to offer food, culture, and of course the, the wide open, uh, uh trails that are sometimes demanding, but, uh, always beautiful. That's awesome. Now, when it comes to your adventures, explain how the process works for people who would want to uh, book an adventure with you. Where do you guys go? What do you do? Things like that. Yeah, so really it depends on how many days uh, the people have. And so three-day three day trips, really our shortest trip that we do, three days, four nights. And that's uh, you know covering the East Cape <clears throat> and then over to La Paz and then Todos Santos on the Pacific side. 
and uh, usually we're covering you know around 100 uh, to 150 miles a day, depending on the trip, of course. And always uh, uh, showing you, showing you the best of Baja uh, with great food, great places to stay with a comfortable bed is our goal. Uh, so everybody's rested, ready for the next day, and just go out and have a great time. Where in Baja do your, your trips generally start from? Yeah, in Los Barrios, and so that's uh, between. Cabo and La Paz on the Sea of Cortez side. So a little fishing village, about 5,000 people, a nice quiet place with great beaches to relax and other activities to do, kiteboarding, fishing. And that's one thing that we also uh, provide for our clients are layover days. So some people want to go a couple days and then enjoy some of the activities other besides uh, riding. And so they do some fishing or diving or surfing or wind windsurfing um so there's a variety of things to do on a layover day that we facilitate also in our in our schedule for people that want to do that now most people kirk when they think of uh baja and maybe vacations they think cabo but los Barrios is not cabo <laughs> definitely not cabo cabo is the big party zone and and uh yeah we're definitely a, a quiet uh, peaceful place to relax and so that's that's part of it also is just not being in the, the heavy tourist busy places and trying to stay in unique unique locations that give people a feel of uh, tranquility tranquility and and uh, just a, a different scene than Cabo altogether. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into that here in a second. Now you did dirt bikes forever. More recently, you've you've done the razors, and that's where where kind of your connection with with Tom and North Bend Power Sports come in. Tom, when did you meet Captain Baja and, and how does that work out? I met Kirk about, I would say six or seven years ago, maybe eight years ago. We, um, uh, through dirt bike riding in Southern Baja, where we are, um, we met up with him and he started, uh, leading our tours. We do there yearly. Um, we go usually with, 10 to 15 friends go on the, the four or five day trip, uh, as he describes. And then, um, had some friends with, uh, that didn't ride dirt bikes, wanted to come along. So we started getting a razor along and then, um, we wanted to share this experience with our wives because it's so much fun and it's hard to describe. So we, we started to include razor rights, uh, once a year as well. And, uh, you know, those are rights that Kirk leads us on. So let's talk about our trip, guys, because we were just down there a few weeks ago. And we were we did a three-day ride. We started just north of Los Brilas in El Cardinal, which is where some of you guys live sort of on a semi-regular basis. Kirk, talk about what our ride was going to be planned and, and some of the things that we did. Yeah, so planning for our ride, uh, you know, three days, uh, trying to get in as much as possible. And so from where we started in El Cardinal, uh, north along the Sea of Cortez, and one of the most uh, beautiful stretches in Baja for for traveling, and not easy traveling, but uh, super scenic uh, cliffs right down to the Sea of Cortez. And started off with that and then headed to some beach areas to, to – Punta Arena, where there's a beautiful lighthouse that we took great pictures at. And then, you know, the beaches basically towards uh, La Ventana, 
and then back up into the mountains to Pierre de Larga, where the sacrificial rock was up there, and then finished off uh, the first day and uh, rolling into La Paz, which is the capital of Baja Sur, and uh, on the Sea of Cortez also. And uh, La Paz is a unique, unique location that we we enjoy a lot more than say say Cabo. It's 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 a local feel. It's a working town, uh, not the tourist town that Cabo is. And so they've got a beautiful Malacan now, um, places to stay that are um, great, comfortable, and great restaurants to, to experiment with and enjoy the cuisine of Baja also. So that was that was a kind of a wrap on our first day. Yeah, and for people who may have been down to Baja before or a little familiar with Baja, La Paz is uh, also sort of well-known in the Baja 1000 side of things. Yes, absolutely. So um, La Paz is always the destination point on a, a Baja 1000 or the Baja Mill, as the locals call it. Uh, it doesn't happen every year to La Paz, but uh, this last year it did. And it brings out uh, every person in Baja to watch the race. It's a huge event. It's the biggest sporting event in all of Baja. And it's followed by people worldwide and very difficult race that takes, you know, approximately 30, 30 straight hours to complete. And so that's uh, uh, one thing where people always want to get to La Paz for the finish of the Baja Mill. No doubt. No doubt. Now, one quick night in La Paz. And then we did something that uh, we talk about in the show. And it's something that, that I don't think a lot of people realize that you can do in Baja, but we did. And that's you leave La Paz in the morning, sunrise in La Paz, and you drive across the peninsula and you end up on the Pacific side where you can catch the sunset. You can do all that in the same day. Yeah. Kind of crazy, right? Right. Yes. Pretty unique. What's that ride from La Paz across the peninsula like? And then what's sort of the reward that you get once you get there? Yeah, so typically we refer to it as the Dos Mares, so the two two seas. And for, for us, when we left La Paz, uh, we headed out and then uh, proceeded on to the Baja 1000 course. And one of the one of the uh, the popular places to watch the race because it's super technical and difficult is the stair steps outside of La Paz. It's the last stretch and very difficult stretch, basically for all the racers to complete to get to the finish line and we traversed up it and uh got some great footage and and at the top there's a obviously the memorial for fallen riders and racers that are is on top of the top of the stair steps there and a nice view of la paz um so we got that out of the way continued on with baja 1000 course uh, with lots of whoops lots of rocks to shake everybody up and and uh then head over towards the pacific side yeah, where you come across this, this immaculate uh, beach that's about 50 miles long, where we had a beautiful lunch right on the right on the ocean, and the waves crashing in. The surfers are catching waves there um, for just a great refueling and lunch stop. And from there, cruise down the beach for as long as we want to want to go. Uh, tides prevailing, of course, but uh, super super special. Didn't see anybody. As you guys know, so it's quite remote and and just kind of that surreal feeling of being out in the middle of Baja with nobody else around you. Absolutely, I think that day was was special for everybody. And and when you guys do these these rides, Kirk, uh, lunch in some places is kind of a big deal. Some places you might stop in town 
grab a bite. And other times you guys sort of like lunch on the trail. Um, and your partner, Jay, she goes out of her way to make sure those, those lunches on the trail are spectacular. And this particular day, obviously, um, you, you can't have, uh, uh go to Baja and not have uh, fish tacos on the, on the trail. And this, in this, this case, you had a little bit of uh, Marlin and we had, uh, was it carnitas? Uh, yes, we had carnitas on the, on the trail there. And yeah, that's something that we love to spoil our clients with, uh, having a wonderful lunch stop. And, um, it was a little bit difficult for us as we didn't have the full chase support with Jay and crew. So we, we're having to pack up uh, in the razors to do that, but typically we have have the tent set up, uh, table set out, and a full full gourmet lunch set at that particular spot for uh, enjoyment to sit down and relax and and have uh, some great food. You know, we have a lot of people these days are are dietary uh, uh, issues, and so we always take that in consideration. Gluten free, and and so we you know prosciutto wrap, fresh avocados, smoked marlin, um, salads, all sorts of stuff that we uh, we throw at throw at the clients that uh, make them feel special and have a real special unique. The location was was uh, spectacular, and, and Tom, I got I got to say, you were the first person in line when the tacos came out. <laughs> I'm a hungry guy. What can I say? <laughs> Tom, describe like that that scene when, as Kirk was saying, you get to ride down the beach because you we get, we I think we did forty five miles of just cruising down the beach. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely incredible. Just you know, we're going at a pretty good pace, uh, going over the whoops on the beach. Um, you know, looking the sun going down, whales jumping up. Uh, spouting everywhere um it, it's just incredible beautiful every time again yeah you uh you get to not just the ride but we did see a few whales and that's pretty common for the the winter time yeah, yeah. for this time of year it's it's um they're um they they having their babies there and and that's one of the things we have done before with one of his Kirk strips. We take a rest day to go whale watching. Um, we have done some other ones, um, fishing with the whale sharks, or sorry, swimming with the uh, whale sharks, or um, other other things like that. It makes it very special every time. Now, uh, also special on this trip, Tom, was the fact that you brought your wife, Marion, along. Uh, other people had their wives or their partners along. Uh, something that you guys maybe traditionally hadn't done in the past, but you're doing more of. What's that uh, What's that like for you guys? Yeah, that makes it uh, a lot of fun for us. You know, we, we were doing it on dirt bikes. Um, and, you know, we come back from a trip like that. And it's, it's difficult to describe um, to anybody else, you know, what you experience. So, to be able to share that and uh, having the fun with uh, having the spouses there and enjoying it together, it's, it makes it very special. That it does. That it does. And of course, then we stay the night in a place. Uh, we stay the night in Total Santos, and we have this hotel literally like where the back door opens up to the ocean. Kirk, you guys. Uh, go out of your way to find these really off the beaten path. We weren't downtown. We were far away. Why do you guys try to do it uh, 
something extra special or nice when it comes to places to stay? Well, it's just to, to add to the experience of Baja. You know, I mean, we all, everybody that travels gets to, gets to stay a lot of nights in hotels and standard hotels. And that's really what we try to avoid. Um, have a special spot that, like where we stayed. For me, for me personally, on the Pacific Ocean, uh, the sleep that I get listening to the waves crash all night is is pretty special. And so we, we love having that experience with our clients to give them that peaceful peacefulness that, that Baja offers in a location like that. No doubt. I, I believe you and Tom were the only people who got up and went swimming that morning and you got out of the water. Like, it's just perfect. Yeah. So the Pacific, the Pacific this time of year, it's a little bit unique. It, uh, the currents, the currents keep the water uh, up until the end of February. They, they keep it up till 70 and the temperatures are 72, 74 degrees in the Pacific. So it's great for a morning swim. And then location that we are at, we'll jump in the hot tub to warm back up and, and pack up and off we go again. Now, our last day provided something different than our first two days, and that was a ride from the Pacific up and over the mountains and back to El Cardinal. And I don't think people realize that Baja is has mountains sometimes <laughs> in locations down there. You laugh. <laughs> yeah. Now, we have a lot of people show up for the first time that, uh, you know, have this just conception that Baja is just a flat, flat strip of land. And uh, it's not the case where, where we're at in Baja Sur. We have mountains that are just right at 7,000 feet. And so we traversed, uh, we traversed about 2,500 feet in, into the mountains. But the, you know, the, the, the route is twisty and challenging and beautiful all at the same time. So it's not, not flat strip of land like a lot of people think it is. No, not at all. And we get halfway through and, and we stop again at a little local place for lunch. Uh, but tell me about the town we stopped at, because that's one of the exciting things about traveling through Baja is all the little towns and villages that you might pass along the way. Yeah, for sure. You know, we have some historical places that are becoming more and more historical with efforts put in to uh, to, to regain that historical aspect of the towns like El Triunfo and um, you know, the, the big smokestack, it used to be a, used to be the hub of Baja Sur, uh, with gold and silver mine, a uh, big smelter stack that was, uh, was engineered by Gustav Eiffel of the Eiffel Tower, which he did a couple projects in Baja, but, uh, just a cool town. And some of them aren't as cool as El Triunfo, but they still have their coolness to the, the churches. Uh, the, the churches mean something special to the people. Each one's a little bit different. You know, we have churches that every December 12th, uh, people, be 20,000 people that all hike to a, a one church basically for their, for their sacrilege, uh, to the church and, and unique, unique towns like that. And so, yeah, we're, we're blessed to have these little places that are really quite untouched still as far as general tourism is concerned. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Kirk offers uh, his rides through Baja uh, Adventures, his website. And if you, if you can't make it down to Kirk and you want to do an adventure this year, you should probably look up Polaris Adventures. They have locations from 
Maui all the way to Maine. So booking these sort of rides and going on these sort of adventures is a way to get introduced to the sport and go around and see different places and see different things. And, and, and Kirk, I got to imagine for some of the people that you take out, uh, is this, is this their, uh, could this be their first time? Could they do something like this, uh, with you guys? Well, sure. With their experienced razor people, or if they're not so experienced, then it's just a matter of, uh, changing, changing the route a little bit to make it a little bit easier and, we have people that haven't ridden ridden at all, and so we kind of call that a Captain Baja light tour. And <laughs> so keep keep the mile keep the mileage down to like 80, 90 miles a day, and so we ha- I have a lot of different routes that I can choose from to to um, facilitate the people that don't have the experience. But to be honest with you, we have about a sixty five percent return rate on our clients that uh, just love coming down every year, and so that keeps us pretty pretty booked uh, but we do have some spots for for new people and when they come they they love it and seem to seem to keep coming back no doubt now now tom you have been uh kind of living on and off down in the baja el cardinal los Barriles area for a number of years what's what's that reason that people come back to baja what's the appeal um it's the freedom the 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 ruggedness um, the, the amazing amount of things we're able to do there, um, you know, every day offer something new, if it's uh, swimming or kiteboarding or surfing or pickleball or riding dirt bikes or mountain bikes, there's, there's just so much to do there that it's just a wonderful experience. Yeah, we we stayed at Tom's place uh, a couple of nights uh, when we got into town did the ride and then the night before we leave town and, and it is just, it is such a relaxing, uh, mellow, chill experience to be where you guys are at and to realize that, you know, uh, wow, this isn't your Cabo sort of experience. This is just so something so different. And I got to imagine Tom for you and uh, your family, that's kind of why you guys are there. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we love about it. It's, it's a very small town. Uh, few hundred people um you know over the years we know everybody there we um you know hang out at the local bar and have fun and enjoy you know being with our friends there no doubt no doubt now on these rides tom i gotta imagine uh it doesn't always go go smoothly and and one of our partners quad boss has been around for 20 years and they make a bunch of parts and accessories uh that uh, for rides like this, they want to be able so you can work and play, depend on your machine to do the job. And Quad Boss has tires and starters and axles and a ton of other accessories, everything you need to do to get uh, to, to get you there and, and have fun. And I got to imagine, Tom, on these trips, you got to make sure you're prepared. What sort of things uh, do you guys bring along to make sure that uh, you get from uh, where you're starting to where you're going? Well, we bring on the bigger trips. We bring, um, of course, spare tires and belts. Um, at times, uh, an axle or two, an A arm, um, whatever you know, whatever part breaks, we're usually ready for to get it somehow fixed on the trip. That is probably one of the keys to making a successful trip is to make sure, sure you're you're prepared. You're going to get great scenery. You're going to get great rides. But uh, if you don't have the 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 tools necessary on these rides then uh <laughs> that, that might not happen it is a challenging 
terrain and, and things will happen over the trip. And that's part of the adventure though, is, is try to figure out how to fix it and get going again. No doubt. No doubt. I think we ran into just a couple of flat tires and of course we got lost a little bit here and there. And, uh, unfortunately we had, uh, uh, hooked up to ride command on all the vehicles and able to find us if we got, uh, <laughs> separated a little bit. Cause that definitely does happen. I think there were about 10 vehicles on this ride, maybe eight to 10, something like that. So it's, yeah. uh, it was, uh, um, it having that, having that ride command makes a world of difference. That made all the difference. Yeah. It was great to see where, if somebody got stopped or took a wrong turn, we could chase them down if they didn't have ride command and and get them on the right track again. It um, made a big difference. Now, when we were done with the ride, uh, Tom had been selling us for weeks that the fishing was amazing. It was awesome. And so we traveled down to Cabo, left out of the marina uh, on our last day and went out uh, marlin fishing for striped marlin. Tom, talk about that day and uh, how awesome and unbelievable the fishing is right now. Yeah, we we just had, you know, the time of year is perfect. We had an absolute unbelievable day. Um, I will say we caught 82 marlin and four dorado. The four dorado we took to the restaurant and had dinner that night. And the 82 Marlin, of course, we threw back or released. Um, it was just unbelievable. We could catch as many as we wanted. Yeah, they, I, you know, we were talking on the boat that day about the conditions being perfect, whether it was the water temp or the migration of fish moving through or just the fact that maybe during the pandemic there had been less fishing, but everything was uh, just completely dialed in for us. The boat captain, the crew, we could have caught a hundred that day. Yeah, we easily could have caught a hundred. And um, one of my top experiences so far was um, stopping fishing for a minute and jumping in with our snorkels uh, under the bait ball we saw with all the marlin jump, uh, you know, swimming around and, and experience the, the marlin hunting down those fish. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, so I jumped in the water with you guys. <laughs> and, you know, the bait ball is just, what type of fish are in that bait ball? A mackerel. That's what I thought. So there's a bait ball the size of your living room, let's say, with hundreds of, maybe not thousands of mackerel swimming in a circle. And the marlin are just darting in and out of this bait ball, uh, having a little snack. And we jump in the water with the snorkels and decide to swim near this bait ball and near the marlin and had you ever done something like that before tom i've never experienced anything like that that was that was absolutely unbelievable it was insane it was nuts like you're just like am i doing the right thing here <laughs> <laughs> it came they came a, a little bit too close at times, yeah but. <laughs> one marlin shot right in front of me and i was like i'm gonna go back to the boat now <laughs> but that was yeah that was not planned or, or or part of what we were you know doing that day it was supposed to be fishing and and after catching so many fish uh uh someone said hey let's swim with the marlin and we're like are you serious right now is that can we do that and uh she's like yeah we can do that and uh you and myself and a couple other people jumped in the water and had that experience and that was uh that was that was one of those you know sort of 
aha only things that you can just do. Yeah, that that was it. I mean, the fishing was already so crazy good with, you know, you watch dolphins go by, whales jump up, have a marlin on at the same time. It's it's all so surreal. It's it was just an unbelievable day. It is unbelievable day. It is unbelievable day. These these adventures that we have on on the show, uh people just sort of shake their head out and it's funny I get back from you guys and here just in another couple of weeks we're taking off and we're we're doing another adventure in, in sand hollow utah which is maybe more accessible for some people and we're going to go with uh, some of our friends being rockford fosgate who uh people know really well for car audio but also they do utv audio as well and and the one of the cool things about rockford is they do these stage kits you can go all the way from stage one up to stage six and if you've been following our show we put these stage five and six kits in our project x builds they've got everything front speakers back speakers subwoofers the box that it comes in has all the stuff you need it's amazing uh rockford fosgate can text your audio to the next level and then of course we've got Assault Industries coming with us on the ride as well. And uh, if you want to personalize your vehicle in any way, then check out Assault. They design and manufacture high-performance accessories for the off-road industry. If you have heard of Assault or if you don't know them by now, get to know them. They've got all the coolest stuff to personalize your vehicle mirrors, uh, steering wheels, all the cool stuff. Uh, great products. You need to check them out. Now, Kirk, um, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode and hopefully people are excited and they, and they want to come out on a ride and go with you. How do people Kirk get in touch with you book their next adventure? Because I remember interviewing Jay and she's like, Baja is on everyone's bucket list. And that's so true. And you check a lot of bucket list uh, people off. I imagine. Yeah, we do check a lot of bucket lists for people and, and that's, that's rewarding for us to, to, to show people Baja and, and have them uh, fall in love with it the way they do. And yeah, it's just, uh, we're on social media with Facebook and Instagram, of course. Uh, but really the best way of contacting us is, is through our website, Captain Baja Adventure Tours. And so we get back basically and people want to, want to talk about, you know, how many days, what's the possibilities. You know, some people want to, some people, you know, want to take the wives to Cabo and, go in an all-inclusive you know, type of place for a couple of days and then start the trip or finish up doing that. Um, to be honest with you, most of the time they come do the trip and they're going, why are we going back to Cabo? Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? We're going to change yeah. our mind. What, um, what should they know when they, when they book with you? Uh, best time of year to go riding? I imagine you don't do a lot of rides in the middle of summertime down there. So, uh, Correct you know, time of year, how long, um, the people, they, they pick you up at the airport, take you there. What, how does that work? Yeah. So as I mentioned at the beginning, we're, we're, we're all inclusive. And so we do the full package and that's the only way we do it. And we pick you up in the airport, provide all the meals, snacks, refreshments, except alcohol. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, three days, like I said, three days, six day trips, and try to cater it to what they want to do if they want the layover day and mileage mileage is a is a big factor you know some people don't want to go that far and some people want to go i mean we just finished a trip uh just a couple days ago where we covering 200 miles in a day 
um, up to San Carlos and petted whales and, and then back to, back to La Paz, a couple long days in the middle of that trip. So, you know, that's four days of riding. That was almost 600 miles for, for that trip. And so we tried to mix it up. We've got a lot of special places to start and finish the trip. Um, as long as we're not starting and finishing Cabo and, uh, we'd like to start and finish right at our, our hometown in Los Brillos or, uh, you mentioned Elkhart and all, it's just, uh, you know, 13 miles from, from, uh, from us at our home. So that's really, really where we start. Kirk, back up for a second. You guys petted whales? Yeah. Yeah. We were petting whales. So the whale <laughs> all right. how did that happen? Uh, this time of year, like Tom mentioned earlier, the, the, the mamas and the babies, they're in the bays. And so on the Pacific side, there's uh, inter, intercoastal waterways that the whales migrate into this time of year, uh, you know, in to start in December and, and head back out of there, you know, first to March, depending on the year. But the whales are in there and they're all over. They're really super thick. The, the amount of food that they have is in the bays is incredible. So that's why they hang out there. And believe it or not, they they like to scratch their, themselves on the bottom of the boats, and and then the clients reach over and start petting a whale, and some are scared, and and they touch it and go, oh, that's not bad, and and then the whales they they like to be scratched like a big dog. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, and that's not uh, yeah, it's really and so you've it's got really the pretty, writing, the food, the unique experiences. It's it is I, I imagine for some people. Uh, it is something they plan for a long time and then it's sort of their trip of a lifetime. It is. And then they come and do it and then they figure out a way to do it again, (laughs) (laughs) which is, which is cool for us. I mean, you know, like I was saying, dietary issues or just people in general, we, after the first year we know them and become friends and, and they come back and we, we try to change it up always when they come back for a little different route different different places to have lunches and et cetera, et cetera, to, to switch it up for people. So that's what keeps them coming back. Nice. Now, Tom, I understand you are headed to Baja right now. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I'm actually currently on my way. So I'll meet up with Kirk here soon. And um, we're going to do uh, another ride uh, next week. Um, this will be a guy's trip. So it'll be a little bit more dirt bikes and a few razors. Um, I'm looking really forward to it. Yeah, where, you, where are you guys going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Lass, <laughs> you tell you tell him, Kirk. <laughs> um, so this trip is a little bit unique. Uh, we're actually going up to uh, middle of nowhere and staying at a fish camp with uh, pretty rugged accommodations, uh, but great great food right on the right on the Sea of Cortez and. It's a boys' trip, so we're gonna have to rough it, rough it one night in some tents and and uh, bonfires. Oh man, well, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Well, today's podcast was brought to you by Full Throttle Batteries. Uh, they're designed to handle increased power that you need when you accessorize your vehicle or do these awesome trips like we've been talking about. Uh, just like with some of our other companies, we use Full Throttle in a bunch of our Project X builds because they're powerful enough to handle all the extra accessories like audio, lighting, you name it. From professional racers to weekend warriors, Full Throttle Battery is your battery of choice. Kirk and Tom, I want to thank you both uh, for the chat today, for the trip we did a few weeks ago, 
And uh, I can't wait to share you guys with you guys the final edited version, which will be done here in just a few weeks. Then, of course, it will air in early April, which will let all of our viewers know as we get closer to the exact air date. You guys have a, a great time on your next adventure, which is here shortly. Uh, be safe. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the ride. All that great stuff. And uh, hopefully we get to uh, do another ride with you guys here in the future. Yeah, that would be great, Jared. Thanks for the thanks for the podcast uh, effort, and uh, yeah, we hope to hope to do another one soon. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Um, you know, we had a great time with with you guys there, and uh, I really look forward to do it again. Awesome, guys! Thank you. Take care and uh, safe travels. We will talk to you soon. Well, that does it for another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. Be sure to. Download our podcast at Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And next time we talk to you, we will likely be on the road in Sand Hollow, Utah with a bunch of friends and some really cool brand new machines. So you want to make sure that you check out uh, that podcast as well. And we will talk to you soon. Take care.